Hard conversations come with the territory of running a business. Whether the topic revolves around pay cuts, a denied promotion, or a violation of company policy, how can you make sure it goes smoothly? I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. We know you work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. This week, I'm joined by Kristen LaRosa and Merrill Gutterman. Both work as counsel for ADP Small Business Services. They're here to talk about how to handle difficult employee conversations. I also want to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and you can find out more by talking to your local sales representative. So Kristen, what is it about difficult conversations that make us so uncomfortable? So I would say that it's likely due to the anticipation of how the other person is going to react. I think most people who have to engage in these difficult conversations are concerned about the employee's emotional response. So whether it's tears or anger, these types of reactions are uncomfortable and nobody wants to be the one to trigger them. But that's not to say that avoidance is the answer. So facing the issue head on and preparing for the conversation can help lead to a much better outcome. So if you're preparing for a conversation that you've already labeled in your mind as quote-unquote difficult, what advice do you have for pushing through? Well, one thing you can do is reframe the situation in your head. Uh, For instance, if you think that you're preparing for a performance review where feedback is less than stellar, maybe think of it instead as an opportunity to provide constructive feedback to get the employee back on track in their job. What if the conversation is really difficult? Like, hey, your grooming habits violate company policy. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, The reality is poor hygiene can have a negative effect on customers and coworkers. Um, So when you're addressing this type of issue, I think it's important to strike the right balance between being sensitive but direct. So I would recommend that you have the conversation in a private setting. Uh, Start by letting the employee know that you're about to discuss a difficult topic. Uh, And also remember that you've had time to process this issue, uh, but with them, they may be completely unaware that a problem even exists. So uh, you want to kind of be mindful of that. And also try to explain the issue in very factual terms, avoiding any judgmental language, and treat the employee with respect. Uh, And I would also add uh, that you want to check to see if your company has a relevant policy in place so you can cite to the policy and its intended purpose during your conversation. And just to add to that, I would also say that in this particular situation, make sure you understand your workers' rights before a discussion takes place. Under federal and state laws, you may be required to make a reasonable accommodation for an individual's disability or for their sincerely held religious beliefs. So if you require employees to be clean-shaven, for example, you may need to make an exception for someone who maintains a beard as part of their religious practices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hygiene issues may be caused by a variety of protected factors, such as medical issues or cultural differences, mental health issues, or personal problems. And you never want to simply assume that any one of these factors is the cause, but you do want to be mindful of non-discrimination laws when you're addressing a hygiene issue. And to Meryl's point, you want to understand that you may have to find a way to accommodate that employee. Got it. So in many cases, difficult conversations can lead to strained working relationships. How can employers lessen the negative impact on employee morale? 
That's a great question. And I'm thinking about a situation that we've had to deal with in the past um, where there was an employer who consistently provided annual pay increases. And one year they weren't in a position to do so. So when it came time to getting annual pay increases and employees were accustomed to the annual raise, um, the employer had to tell his staff that there would be no merit increases that year and then employee morale suffered. So we recommend that employers be straightforward with employees about the difficult situation that the company is facing. And in this particular case, you want to consider announcing the pay freeze as early as possible. And when there are sensitive situations like these, it's important to acknowledge that the decision was difficult for the company and that you considered all available options before you reach the conclusion that you are explaining to your employees. And it's also really important to set expectations. Um, You want to explain that raises are not guaranteed each year. And that should really be something that is made clear to the employee at the time they're hired. Uh, You also want to avoid language and things like offer letters or compensation policies that can suggest employees will receive or guaranteed a bonus or increase every year. So while we're on the topic of employee morale, how do you approach an employee whose negative attitude is rubbing off on other employees? So if you have an employee with a negative attitude, um, there's probably an underlying reason that may or may not be due to their work environment. Uh, They could be unhappy with their supervisor or certain company practices, uh, or it could be their personal life that's spilling over into work. So whatever the case may be, we do recommend meeting with the employee in private to discuss how their attitude's impacting the business. Again, strive to be as factual as possible. Uh, If it's work-related, you can work with the employee to try to identify the obstacles and then how you might be able to remove them or find some kind of compromise. Right. And as Kristen alluded to, you should be mindful that an employee's behavior may be the result of a stress issue or a personal issue. And if the employee tells you that the issue is not work-related and without you getting into the specifics, you can try to direct them to resources that may be able to help them, such as your employee assistance program. What if, despite your best efforts, the employee gets defensive when you're having these conversations? One example that comes to mind is when you have to communicate that they didn't get that promotion. Failing to get a promotion can certainly be deflating. Uh, If the employee reacts defensively, you want to let them know that you understand their frustration, but also stand firm on the decision. And then be clear about the skills, knowledge, and experience they need in order to advance in their career and then work with them to create a development plan to get that experience and acquire those skills. That said, you want to avoid any implication that they'll get the promotion next time simply by following the steps that you outline. And it's also important to keep the employee engaged and motivated going forward. So here you can recognize their contributions to the company and express your appreciation for their service and also let them know that you're committed to their career development. All right, that's great advice. So we've discussed how to handle a few difficult conversations today. Are there cases where not addressing the issue would actually be the best course of action? I really can't think of any cases where not addressing the issue would be the best course of action. I would say if you have reason to believe that an employee violated company policy, then you definitely want to gather the facts and meet with them as soon as possible. And I think addressing the issue early can prevent it from becoming worse and even having more difficult conversations in the future. 
Yeah, and I would add that the best thing you can do as an employer is to be proactive and transparent. So here you can take steps to help prevent problems from occurring in the first place. For example, we have an employee handbook, which is a great way to clearly communicate workplace rules and procedures so that employees know exactly what's expected of them. Absolutely. So Kristen, Merrill, what final advice do you have for employers? So I would say before having a difficult conversation with an employee, I would just reiterate how important it is to make sure you've carefully planned what you need to say, uh, as well as what not to say, and also think about how you'll say it. And then think about how an employee might respond and possible next steps following that meeting. And remember to be empathetic. Difficult conversations are hard on both sides, so demonstrating that you understand the employee's frustration can help you get to a better conclusion. Great. Well, thank you both so much. And we want to thank you all for listening to HRpreneur. I'm Kara Murray. For all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts.